this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. All right, let's talk defense. I feel like his name is really picking up steam right now. January, Jesse, go ahead and print the shirts. Make sure our podcast gets the money from that. Uh, what what did our guy Jesse look like? And uh, he, he's getting paid this offseason, correct? Not by us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially if he puts together a run similar to last year and plays at the same level he played in that Week 18 game. I thought he was the best defender. I thought he was the best defender on the field. I thought um, consistent. He was very consistent. Now, Anthony Brown probably can't stretch you vertically the same way other quarterbacks can. He's a third string guy, but he was always in the right position. And then I thought his strip was huge because, admit it or not, Dad was putting the Ravens into kind of getting in the nervous territory because I think it was a two score game at the moment. Uh, Sammy Watkins makes a big catch, runs down the field, and Cam Taylor Britt kind of holds him up. I called it Bell. I guess it was Britt. Um, and Bates rips the ball out, and Bell recovers. So I, I that that strip was huge to me because it took away one of the only scoring opportunities that that offense generated for itself. And to me, I was just like, okay, the, you've got that strip. You've got the interception, which is kind of thrown to him, but he also did a good job. It was, he wasn't just standing there the entire time. He moved with the route. He was getting in good position to make the tackle if it got thrown to him, but then sees the ball is just flying right to him so he can catch it. Um, Want to see some better running after the catch there or just to go down right away. I was actually rooting for him to go down right away in that game. You don't need to return that. Uh, but he also did a good job fitting the run and doing some of the, the little things. You know, the, the stuff that doesn't – it shows up on the stat sheet as tackles and stuff like that, but it's not the splash plays. He did a good job doing all of this, doing everything that's asked of him and not just making a few splash plays and nothing else. So I was really impressed by him. I thought he was the best defender on the field, uh, and that includes uh, a two-sack game from Trey Hendrickson. Can we talk about Trey Hendrickson? It's unbelievable. I know the broken wrist, and I know guys are playing with injuries. Nobody's 100% right now. 18 snaps. And he had himself a game. Yeah. Two sacks, four pressures against one of the best left tackles in the league. Good job. <laughs> An 18 oh, sacks. I'm sure – I remember it was a lot of pass rushing snaps. It, it wasn't like he only played 18 random snaps. Like they are okay, using them okay. smart and selectively. But to do that is still really impressive. Yeah. I, I would love to know what – and we've mentioned it before. You're playing with that pain. And I just want to know what it feels like before the game. If he can feel his wrist at that point. After the, after the shot. Yeah. Cause I've never broken a, I've never broken a bone before in my life. So I don't know what that feels like. What about you? I've never broken a bone. I have ligament injury history and I dislocated my pinky. That one was fun. Um, just to completely sidetrack, but yeah, I played offensive line. I played offensive line. I hit a guy and I didn't feel anything. I went back to the huddle and we used to hold hands and I went to grab my center's hand. I was left guard and he just screams. He's like, your finger's going backwards. I was like, whoa. And then I felt a burning through my hand and I had no idea what to do. I called timeout, got yelled about that. <laughs> I was just like, my finger's backwards. And the like 80 year old trainer just snaps it into place and tells me to go back out there. I was like, okay. And little do I know. <laughs> Things not really set. I went to hit somebody right after that and the finger's backwards again. I went, oh no. <laughs> you had a little Anthony Munoz pinky going I, on. It's not that bad though. You know, it goes back a little bit further, but it's not that bad. Um, yeah, I, I dislocated that pinky probably like 
a dozen times during that game because I was stupid and kept hitting people with the hand right there. So it would keep going straight backwards and I just started snapping it into place. So honestly, a miracle, it isn't that bad looking. Oh my goodness. What a story. What a story. That sounds worse than a broken bone right now. So I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're okay. Glad you could do this podcast tonight uh, from that injury years ago. Yeah, this happened 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, but still, but still, I mean, we're, we're glad you're, we're glad you're here and good to go. Um, but we're going to continue this with Joseph Asai, pro football talk. I know how we feel about the grading, but he was one of the highest, greatest, greatest football focus. Or is Mike Florio grading guys now? I can't believe I said pro football <laughs> in the world. Uh, sorry. Oh, now I feel terrible to pro football focus. I, I feel absolutely. Oh, say what you will about Mike Florio, but he has a good grading system. <laughs> Forgive me. Forgive me. I will never. I, here's one of my number one rules in life never, ever, ever click on a Mike Florio article. Have I, I retweeted it? 100% quote tweeted 100%. Oh, it's it. funny. I, I not Mike Florio article when he breaks news. Sometimes I, I, I retweet it. And then I went, I don't want to retweet him. And I go find somebody else. It's actually really funny. There's um, I think it's Adrian Wojnarowski. You can notice whenever um, the reporter Shams beats him to a scoop, he won't retweet Shams. He'll find some other guy and retweet it. And that's me with uh, pro football talk where it's like, Oh, Mike Florio's breaking news. Let's go find somebody else who said this. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And if I ever quote to him, it's to make fun of whatever he said in his tweet uh, because he's absolutely brutal. But we'll stay with the first PFF. Uh, their highest graded defenders, and Joseph Asai made that list. What did you think of Joseph Asai? Played really well. It was, it was almost like you didn't notice the 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 snaps Trey Hendrickson was off. Like every, I think everybody thought Trey Hendrickson played more snaps than he did because mm -hmm. Joseph Osai stepped up and Cam Sample stepped up a little bit too. Uh, he had the little injury, um, but yeah, I thought Joseph Osai played well. And they moved him inside at times. They had him on the outside on a few plays, um, actually with Hendrickson rushing. So it was really interesting that uh, I thought this was one of his better games and came at perfect time. String another together. Uh, left guard was the starter. It was the right guard that was um, the backup, and he beat the left guard. He also beat a tight end, but he beat the left guard, and I was like, okay, well, that translates because that's still a starting player. Yeah. Hey, on the defensive side of ball, when you went back to watch the tape, anything else really, really stand out for you? I don't think the defense held back the same way the offense may have. Um, they got to some of their – in the, their wrinkles and stuff. Now, this is also just because the offense has changed. This defense is still the defense it was last year, year before, really, and this season. So there wasn't some big change on defense, but they kind of ran the same stuff and they kind of ran their stuff that's been really effective that, you know, just they weren't really holding back on that in that area. Um, I thought it was, I thought DJ Reader versus Tyler Linderbaum was a good battle. I think Lin I think uh, Reader came out on top. Linderbaum got a few plays on him though, and it was actually he was probably the second stiffest competition Reader has faced. Even though I think Reader won, I just think he gave him you know gave him a good fight. Uh, Creed Humphrey is the guy that I think gives him the best fight, and he's done it a few times now. Uh, but in the last thing. On defense, well, Jermaine Platt, Jermaine Platt, Jermaine Pratt played really well. Uh, I think Sam Hubbard was very welcome back. I thought he did a good job. The one thing that wasn't really a positive was I was kind of surprised Trey Flowers didn't play better against Isaiah Likely. Mm -hmm. uh, Likely went over 100 yards, and 
Flowers also had that holding call on likely when he got beat. So I was kind of surprised by that. And uh, I think Dax Hill also lost a rep to Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely is a dude. He like, is. Really good rookie tight end. I wish the Bengals took him. Um, I really liked him in the draft too. Uh, but I, I think that I've seen Trey Flowers hang with Travis Kelsey at times. So it was kind of surprising to see him not hang with Isaiah Likely. Also, weirdly, I haven't seen this that often. Maybe it's just a weird thing. Bengals field, a lot of guys are slipping. And that was kind of surprising to me because I've watched a lot of Bengals December, January games in probably worse weather conditions. And guys weren't slipping as much as they did. Adenji slipped, Flowers slipped, Hill slipped. Um, there were some Ravens players that slipped. It was just kind of surprising you could notice that uh, the field had an effect. Yeah, and that's wild because they were calling for rain before the game and it didn't even rain. So that's, that's a little surprising. I'm going to say with something you brought up with this defensive side of the ball, and I'm going to ask you what you think is going to happen. We're playing, you know, the magic eight ball here when it comes to the playoffs. Not saying when the Bengals are going to lose their first game in the playoffs, and hopefully it's not on Sunday. Never. But who, do you, who do you think is going to play better when you think of the different units or just offensive defensive side of the ball in the playoffs this year? Ooh. Man. You want, you want to say offense. Want to. But I think I'm going to go defense. Okay. I got a lot of faith. I got a lot of faith in Lou Anarumo in this unit. I don't think they – I think they're consistent. I think that's the big difference. They do a really, really good job matching up with teams, do, taking away what they like to do, making them work the hard way to get their yards and points. You can think of the second half against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. You can think of what they did to the Titans, what they have done to the Ravens in the past, even what they did in that Super Bowl. They did a really good Super Bowl. Multiple takeaways slowed the Rams down for the most part that entire game. The offense just didn't put up enough points to win the game. Um and the last drive, whatever. But before that, they, they did a really good job. So I, I think the defense can consistently do a really good job. I'm not sure the offense will consistently play at that same level. You might get a game or two, hopefully just one, hopefully none. But I feel more confident each game that the defense is going to perform at a high level, even though the offense has the star power and everything. I do think the Kappa injury could – make things rough when you face like a Chris Jones or if you do face the Eagles and you face Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox together, I think that could give you some issues. I'm not sure if it gives you too many issues against the Ravens or the Bills, but yeah, I think there are teams that could take advantage of that. Um, yeah, I'll go defense. What do you think? I will go defense, but I really want to go offense. I really do. Have and you only- noticed uh, my my take? Sorry to interrupt, but my take that Luana Rumo is not going to be the high, hottest head coaching candidate. We it's talked on about list. this on the podcast a couple of days ago. Were you not listening? I was, but like it's become more of a thing because all these guys keep getting interviews. Guys are getting released, and even the bet online odds or whatever place you use, whatever sports book you're looking at, they're not even like listed. Um, I'm totally fine with that. Sorry, Lou. We we, uh, we really appreciate you in Cincinnati. We're not ready to, to lose you. I just wanted to do a victory lap. Well, I can't do a victory lap because I did a victory lap a couple days ago. <laughs> you can do victory Four laps in a mile. 
you know what? I, I'm sure all Bengals fans would like you to take a victory lap on Lou Sane and Cincinnati every single podcast. So yes, 100%. I love it. Uh, I, we're not we're not hearing his name as much. And again, disclaimer: we want Lou to get the opportunity, but we'd yes. rather him stay here. I'm also going to flip it here. I'm taking Cincinnati and the Ravens out because we will talk about that game on Thursday. But this weekend, wild card weekend. Who is more likely to get upset besides the Ravens Bengals game? Because I would jinx it if I say, and I don't just want to get involved in that. But any other team, NFC, AFC. Um, sorry to the Scolgers that follow me, but the Vikings are playing a team that they beat on a last second field goal. I could see them getting upset. Uh, also, Cowboys are playing terrible football, and it's Tom Brady. Always got to just throw that in there. Also, think the Chargers could get upset. I know they're road favorites. That one is more so because I have no idea why Brandon Staley played all, like all of his starters, and now Bosa got a little bit banged up, and Mike Williams couldn't walk. And uh, if Mike Williams can't play, I could definitely see the Jaguars pulling that upset. Yeah, I'm going to definitely copy you on Tampa winning round one. I just don't believe in the Cowboys. I never do in the playoffs. It's not my favorite, though. Like I do think the Cowboys are just better. Like, I think they'll probably win that game, but they're on the upset watch for me. Like, I think the other two games, I'm more inclined to think that the underdog could win. My other one, we we talk about underdog. I'm selfish. I like home games. I would hope the Bengals could beat the Baltimore Ravens. Was this like the Dolphins? You know where I'm going? You know where I'm going? It's no shot. Divisional I don't think two of plays. I mean, crazier things have happened. And Where did Skylar Thompson even go to college? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's you? This guy you're rooting for? <laughs> you know anything? Could you pick him out if I if I sent you three pictures of, of no, different I guys? I really couldn't. I don't even know what number he is. Um, <laughs> but, but what With a big, Kansas State. But what a big career win for him to win in the playoffs. So he be Joe Flacco. He could be Josh Allen. <laughs> He would have more playoff wins than Andy Dalton. That would be so sad. Oh my god! Um, it's definitely not going to happen. It's just—it's impossible for it to happen. But I mean, I am here for that. And what's awesome about it is that game's at one o'clock. Could you imagine going? You know in- why it's at one o'clock, right? Because the Dolphins are going to get killed. The one you're picking is just like, <laughs> the Bengals got the best game. They got the best night. I mean, honestly, Agreed. I know Monday night football is cool and everything like that, but Sunday night football is where I know we complained a little bit about Sunday night. That's regular season. Postseason, I'll take Sunday I night. I love it because I have Monday off, so I'm all about it. Um, we love that. We love Sunday night football. Oh, yeah, Sunday night right before MLK Day. <laughs> we love it. We, we absolutely love it. Falls on a perfect, perfect weekend. Uh, but no, take I mean it, down. No, but true staying up. It's staying up. I was going to say it was going to stay up until the Bengals lose, but then they could lose this weekend, and I don't want to take it down yet. So um, I'm going to keep it up. That's not my prediction because I'm currently, with my all Bengals picks, I am 12-4 and four on the season because I picked the Bengals to win every single week. And we're, we're not counting the Bills game, but I'm 12-4. and four. I know what everybody else is going to do. They did it last year to me. Mm-hmm. You're all just going to keep picking the Bengals because you lose one game, who cares? Why? We're in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm joining sure. you this time. Ooh, you should. You should. That maybe maybe that'll get them to the to the championship. So I'm I'm all well, about they got there last time. They could beat every team in the AFC. Oh, absolutely. I picked them to be the Super Bowl winners. Like this isn't me switching. Last year I was kind of surprised they beat the Chiefs. Um, but this year I would probably pick them to beat the Chiefs. 
were there moments this season early on, maybe September and October, where you're like, this team isn't going to the Super Bowl? <laughs> They're bad. Yeah, I think right after the Browns uh, Monday night football game, we both were there. We were like, can they make the playoffs still? The Ravens had like three times the odds to win the division. And you're like, well, if they lose to the Panthers, <laughs> that, that type was depressing. Of that was depressing. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you lose Cheeto that night. And then if someone would have just told us on the podcast, they were going to go out and win eight straight games and win the AFC North. I'd have been like, everything's going to be fine. Uh, but we didn't know that. But, yeah, no, it's it's exciting. I can't wait to talk uh, Baltimore and Bengals for Sunday Night Football. Week, at, week number one, wild, they call it Super Weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend, whatever. It's going to be fun. I can't wait for the game. Uh, what's up on all Bengals this week? I'm doing something. Cool. cool. <laughs> it's going to be a film review. I... Part of me wanted to go back and watch Max Sharping in Houston, but then I'm like, that might be too, too. I don't want to bite off more than I can chew because I have no videos on this guy and I'd have to just watch it all cold and write all of that tonight. It's eight o'clock already. Yeah. Uh, so it'll probably be something related to the game and maybe it'll just be a quicker article about what I thought the Bengals offense showed and what they held back. Um, and then we'll save it for the next episode but i'll probably be doing a preview um article as well later in the week preview article on thursday nothing ever changes we love that we can't wait to read it all Bengals. make sure you follow them Bengals underscore sands a lot of good clubs from this past game you can follow me at lnds patterson thanks for listening we'll be back later this week on it's always game day in cincinnati